welcome to Breaking Good, the officially unofficial podcast for AMC's Breaking Bad. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And this week we're going to be covering the season four finale titled Face Off. Uh, wow. Wow, what an episode. I mean, this is another week where every email we get says, holy shit, holy shit. My Twitter feed is full of curse words. <laughs> As it should be. As it honestly. should be. It was fant- OMFGs everywhere. Uh-huh. All over the place. Uh, what do you think of this episode? I thought it was good, as I will get into. Good. Um, well, okay, it was great. It's, I thought it was good. It's it's lives up to Breaking Bad. Um, I guess my problem was I was spoiled, so it's hard for me to. Oh, I, I yeah. need like a week or two to marinate on it, and also, I think say season three set the bar so high that mm-hmm. this just seemed to like to continue that quality. So even if it's the same level quality, it still felt like a left down. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, season four, episode 11 did that for me. Crawl space. It was like, yeah. Wow. That episode was mind blowing. How can they possibly top it? Right. I don't think they necessarily topped it, but man, they sure did come close. If not, Need it, it. it reminds me of the year when the Colts won the Super Bowl. I had waited for that moment so long, but the previous <laughs> game where we beat the Patriots to get into the Super Bowl was so freaking awesome uh-huh. that the Super Bowl was almost a letdown. Yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> so <laughs> awesome. uh, this lead up to this season and the season itself and the last few episodes have been so good that it's, like, hard for me to be blown away, especially since I got spoiled inadvertently. Yeah, spoilers can can really cut down on your enjoyment of an episode, I think. So. Uh, which is a problem doing a podcast about the show. Yeah, we need when, you're, spoilers. when you're reading people's emails. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Uh, so do we have any news this week? Uh, the only one I want to talk about is I was doing some analysis of our log files. That's what I do for fun here at the Bald Cave. <laughs> and <laughs> I noticed we were getting a lot of hits from the Howard Stern fan network forums. And I oh, went yeah. there and uh, something funny Someone who is pretending to be me is doing <laughs> cosplay as Aaron is uh-huh. promoting our cast as if they were me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which I'm not offended by it, and it's cool and all. It's I a just, little creepy though. Right? Yeah, like it, I, it just like if you see me say something crazy or racist or something <laughs> on the forums or uh-huh. anywhere that you do not know that I'm not shouted out on the cast that I'm posting there. Like Reddit, you see Aaron Hubbard on Reddit. That's me. Uh huh. Uh, obviously on the Facebook podcast on the podcast canon, and all that yeah. stuff, but uh, I appreciate the uh, I appreciate the um, the free publicity. And if you sure. step, if, if if you want to claim yourself as the uh, cosplayer, I'll send you a free uh, Breaking Bad T-shirt. Oh, hey now! From our uh, cafe press uh, or shirt press shirt, spreadshirt spreadshirt <laughs> from our cafe press spreadshirt. Yeah, from our spreadshirt site. site so. I wonder if Cafe Press went on Spreadshirt.com and made their own <laughs> store. Promoted it. Yeah. Right. As if they were. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I have a little bit of news. Um, sad news, apparently. We didn't uh, make the podcast awards this year. Bullshit. I don't think I don't think we were eligible because apparently the deadline is August 1st and you have to have eight episodes recorded in your feed by then. And we started sometime in September, I think. Or, sorry, in July? Yeah. So we didn't hit that deadline. It's a sham and a mockery. Uh, it's a sham mockery. I, I actually think it's just how the rules need to be. Uh, it's hard for TV shows, though, that start in, in the late summer, you know? Yeah, I guess if we'd done this last season. Yeah. But, so we um, might be eligible next year, but this year we didn't make it. Yeah, bummer. Just like Breaking Bad with the Emmys. Yeah, exactly like them. We gave all you other casts a chance. Yep. Next year, we're taking no prisoners. <laughs> But thanks for all everybody voting for us regardless. Sure. Uh, any other news? That's it. Let's get to the recap. 
Okay, let's go ahead and do the recap then. All right. Um, first scene, we've got Walt uh, recovering the bomb and talking to Jesse in the hospital. Kind of lump these together. You have to be careful with bombs. You, you do? Mm-hmm. Really? Especially ones with uh, wonky fuses. Uh-huh. Or ma- giant, giant magnets. That are banging around on the metal surfaces and stuff. Uh-huh. Attaching themselves to elevator doors. You know, I didn't realize this, but I was reading, I think, um, I think it was James Poniewozik's. Uh, who has an awesome last name, uh, his recap where he's talking about all the different ways that Walt has endangered innocent people. Oh, yeah. Because it wasn't just Brock. That oh, was just the sure. tip of the iceberg. Uh, he went into the pediatric wing of a hospital mm-hmm. with a homemade bomb, which Jesse pointed yeah. out, but I didn't realize how foolhardy that was. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I mean, he's He's far more concerned about himself than he is anyone else at this point. Did it bother you that he had no idea where Gus was at this moment? Like, Gus could have come right back to Jesse. Uh, yeah, a little and bit. And confronted him. And when those Albuquerque police showed up, I thought that was Gus and Tuvok coming Ooh, up to confront them. Right. At first, until they showed him, obviously. Well, the other thing is they could have both pretended to be Albuquerque police. And it just been Gus's goons and got them out of the sure. hospital without any comment and said, you know, we're, you guys are suspected of something. And... Yep. One killed in the him. back of the head. So, yeah. fortunately, Gus uh, didn't want to go do the... Because that's what my leading theory was ending there next week, was that Gus wanted to go back and kind of interrogate Jesse Moore. Yeah, yeah, which kind of would have made sense. I don't know how he got home. Maybe he flagged down a taxi or something. Right. Because <laughs> he doesn't have his car. Uh, th- also, his Volvo must be, uh, like, sitting on 20s or something, because Walt has no trouble getting under that car. Walt's got a good foot of clearance under that car. Good point. Good point. Maybe Volvos are famous for their ground clearance. (laughs) Or maybe that's what lets Gus step out of it with such authority. Right. The way Ah, he does. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, The the other thing I noticed in this scene in the hospital was that the floor tiles are actually shaped um, like the Breaking Bad logo. They have two diagonally diagonal squares. Um, was that a confirmed Easter egg, or is that just? I know that uh, some redditors posted that. Uh, I assume it has. to You're be talking about the offsetting squares, like the yeah, the periodic element Breaking Bad symbol. Yeah, they didn't have BRBA in them, right. obviously, but <laughs> they might have, maybe. But yeah, I think that was an Easter egg because cool. I've never seen tile like that on the floor. Well, and the, I think they did mention on Insider Podcast that in Walt's apartment. Mm-hmm. Which is actually Vince Gilligan's yes. real life apartment. Uh, yeah, I found I that out. Um, they have a picture framed that two p- offset picture frames that are in mm-hmm. the shape of the logo, and Walt frequently would sat underneath it earlier on in the season, and that was a yep. deliberate Easter egg. Absolutely. So, so I think they did that here too. Cool. Um, next scene is Jesse being interrogated. He's taken off by the police, uh, brought to an interrogation room, and immediately I was like, Jesse, you better call Saul. Yes. Better fact, call Saul. As a public service announcement, anytime police want you for any kind of questioning whatsoever, eh. you you say, are you free to go? And mm-hmm. if they say yes, you leave. Yep. And if they say no, then you say you'll want your lawyer. Exactly. I don't care if you're the whitest, straightest, no crime happiness dude <laughs> in the world. Yeah. You get your fucking lawyer, all right? Absolutely. Please do he this for Aaron. Way too long to do that. Yes. Way too long. Uh, I thought it was funny, though, that he claimed he saw the rice and stuff on House or the Discovery, or Discovery Channel. Channel. It's like, right. yeah. Which is totally plausible. Uh, like, sure, I'm yeah. sure there's been some sort of History Channel or something over the – because the Russian just recently got assassinated with rice. I mean, that's totally plausible. Recently? That you, was that – Yeah, within the last year or two. 
Oh. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. With the umbrella tip? Oh, I thought that was a long time ago. Oh, maybe it was. Oops. Oops. Anyway. Within the last hundred years. I'm pretty sure there's been a documentary somewhere on the the, the History Channel of that happening. Yeah, and the people – what's the disease phobia – like sickness phobia called i can't remember the name of it hypochondriac yeah the, yeah the hypochondriacs i'm sure it would be all over that yeah now I, I this is very realistic like and i i thought it was pretty cool that a lot of people said that hey we're gonna have a problem to show if they don't make something of this and they yes. did mm-hmm. but uh i think that you know it would be hard even if brock in, was diagnosed with rice and the pin this on jesse just for that very reason sure they don't have any evidence you know right right um so the next scene, Walt's breaking into Saul's office. And I want to talk a little bit about the comedy in Breaking Bad here because okay. this to me is hilarious. Oh, yeah. Walt's knocking and knocking. Finally, he breaks the glass. And, and when he goes to exit the scene, he doesn't open the door. No. Like any normal person, he crawls back out through the broken glass. And the physical comedy on <laughs> – every time Walt breaks and enters, uh-huh, yeah. it's high comedy. Yeah. Especially when he's breaking into his own home. His own home later, yeah. And, and the – the scenes with Saul, the scenes with Jesse, all of it is very, like, the stuff with Jesse especially is very dry. It's not like he's making a joke. He's just right. saying things that are so absurd. Mm-hmm. And especially for a guy who's come as far as he has, mm-hmm. he's still saying these ridiculous chili pea type things yeah. that make me laugh. It's and, who he is. And in, in real really showtime, less than a year has elapsed. That's true. That's very true. So um, I thought that this was a nice little reminder of what a pain in the ass Walt is in people's lives. I mean, yeah, you know, it's it, we often see like the difficulties he puts in Skyler, and obviously got his brother-in-law shot up. But even like the low-level secretary of his lawyer is mm-hmm. fed up with Walt's shit. Yeah. yeah, you're always in danger. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's always urgent. Blah blah blah. I also liked how funny. It was that it took Walt several minutes to realize he was being blackmailed. Yeah. What yeah. no reputable repairman would ever try, you know. Yeah, it's like the reverse of what Ted did. Ted didn't realize he was blackmailing her. Although, and yeah. Walt didn't realize he was being blackmailed. Although, did you, in the Insider, the Villigan explicitly stated that uh, Ted was trying to do a ham fisted attempt at blackmailing Skyler. Did he scene, say that? Which was a oh. weird thing to clarify. All the other things in the season that he has refused to clarify. <laughs> yeah. And then that one that was, I thought, the most ambiguous at all. Or yeah. then he said, oh, yeah, for sure. They were totally getting blackmailed. Hmm. So I, I did not pick that up. But. Whatever, man. Yep. Whatever. Again, I don't know. I don't think Vince knows what the hell he's talking about. So <laughs> Yeah, he has no idea. No. Uh, next scene, Walt sneaking back into his own house. Um, this is not as funny, at least at first. Well, at least at first, yeah, because he is playing games with people's lives here again, again. yeah totally in it. and what what made it even worse for me is the old lady's obviously trying to like check up on how walt like has concern you know mm-hmm. how are you doing and all that and walt's like whatever shut the fuck up can you go <laughs> risk your life for me yeah um where did he say he was going didn't he say he was out somewhere with his family yeah like on vacation or something and did he say i want to say it was santa fe maybe it yeah, doesn't. But Junior left yeah. the burner on. Right. He thought he did. Yeah, yeah. Of course, he was probably cooking, you know, some bacon. Pro- oh, yeah, I'm sure. Left the burner on. Yeah, pancakes, maybe. You never know when breakfast is going to hit you. <laughs> uh, did you know the old lady? 
was actually Vince Gilligan's mother. I only know that because I listened to the Insider podcast. Okay, today. I yeah. wanted to say I wasn't sure. I won't bring up any more Insider insights <laughs> again since that's kind well, of well. You should. Story. I'm sure our audience hasn't listened. All, like all of our audience hasn't listened to that yet. Right. Um, and I actually got that from because Vince Gilligan must have done like a million interviews because the mm-hmm. internets were jam packed full. And they all said, like, different things, too, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, the Onions AV Club has, like, a four-part series going. Yep. One of our listeners wrote in about that. Yep. Um, so did you notice that Walt was coughing as he ran down the hall? I did notice that. I didn't imagine that? Uh, no. In fact, I put in quote uh, question marks, cough of death. Mm, yeah. And we've seen it several episodes now, haven't we? Yes. With him in the crawl space. Well, that um, makes sense because I, when I'm in my crawl space, I get a little <laughs> froggy because it's dusty and kind of sure, yeah. moldy down there. Spiders and it's throat. unhealthy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I definitely noticed that as he was going around and just fumbling around through his house, crawling he, around. And crawl- he did go through the crawl space there too. Maybe the coughs are connected. That's just that's just crawl space cough. Uh, CSC. Yeah. It's an epidemic. Yeah, crawl space cough. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> Uh, the, the other thing about this is that this is something that is hilariously demeaning and something you would never see Gus doing. You'd never see Gus crawling around in crawl space in his own house. That's how we got famous in Chile. As a man not to be fucked with. He was the one that was willing to crawl through crawl spaces. <laughs> no. If there was a space, no, he'd I can't crawl see that through happening. it. I can't see that happening. <laughs> yeah, you're right. $2,000 suits. Not in those fancy purple suits. Yeah, no way. So it's interesting at the same time that Walt is turning into Gus, he's also willing to do these ridiculous things. Mm-hmm. I guess he's worried about his life there at that point, though. Uh, yeah, so next, a little bit. <laughs> next scene, we see Saul coming to Jesse's rescue. Uh, he basically tells the police in not so many, well, no, a lot of words yeah. to take a hike. Right. Get out of here. GTFO. Uh, yep. And this is just like classic Saul scene. I love it. Saul is in full form. Uh, he doesn't do a whole lot of lawyering here. He just he basically knows his rights and says, "Hey, get out of here." Right. He throws his uh, coat over the camera, checks for bugs. Mm-hmm. Uh, which technically they're not allowed to listen to that conversation, are they? Um, I don't know. I think that as long as you can, they can do whatever you consent to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jesse consented to a whole hell of a lot. And yeah. then when was, you know, I don't think that uh, I don't think Saul can take off the record anything that Jesse put on the record. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know that they can listen to a conversation between a person and their lawyer. Oh, no, I don't think so. That part of it, yeah. Right. Uh, I didn't have much more in that scene. It was just a funny one. Um, let me see here. I thought I did. Maybe not. Um, did you I, – because I, I kind of thought that it was sort of up in the air about whether those two guys uh, coming out of Walt's house were DEA agents that were, like, you know, mm-hmm. watching over his house or Saul's goons, and they made it pretty clear that yeah. Saul said, no, these your, your partner just survived an attempt on his life in his own home. So they're definitely goons. Yeah, and, I mean, I don't think the DEA is going to, like, pull guns and aim to kill if they're just in his house, you know. Mm, maybe, but if they're thinking the cartel members are trying to, you mm, know. Yeah, yeah, the cartel's dangerous. Yes. Next scene, Walt goes to visit Hector at Casa Tranquila. Tranquila. I don't know how to say that. I don't know. Tranquila? Tran- tranquila. We'll say that. Like All tequila. Right. All right. Um, and, man, Hector just cannot catch a break. Everybody this guy hates is showing up on his doorstep. Yeah. Jesse, Walt, Gus, everybody is just rubbing it in. The actual name of this place is hilarious. You know, tranquil House. It's, yeah, it's Tranquil House, and yeah. he's got nothing but enemies stirring <laughs> shit with him. Yeah. All of his mortal enemies come visit. Not, Certainly not no, Tranquil. F- yeah, no family. <laughs> 
Uh, that's all I have in that scene. Yep. Move on. So then we get um, Gomez in the Schrader house. Mm-hmm. Or actually, no, we we see uh, Hector's unique communication method, don't we? Where he's talking to his nerds yes. trying to get the DEA. Yes, he wanted to, he needs the DEA. Yeah, yeah. This was brilliant. This using his disability as a device to build tension. Oh yes. Because every single time he's spelling stuff out, you just could not wait to see. Mm-hmm. And it was either, you know, shocking or funny or sometimes both. And this lady, Dia, Dia's not a word. Yeah, right. <laughs> and Dio's face when she's saying this stuff. Ah, oh, it cracked me up. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um so then Gomez is in the Schrader house, and we've got the whole family there. Uh, Hank is totally mesmerized by the power consumption of the laundry. He's on to him. He's chatting with electricians online, not listening yep. to Walt Jr. or his wife or anybody. Yeah, um, he's focused. Now, I kind of think that this uh, – I'm, I'm really thinking Gomez is dirty. It's suspicious. Because it, it really seems is. like he was a little bit too gung-ho about Hank getting out into the open. I mean, you with, think? with Hector, you know, coming forward and, like, Gomez was just downplaying all the dangers and all that kind of stuff. Especially after last episode, he was so reluctant to even go check the laundry. Right. And now he's all like, yeah, you need to come down to the office. And... Right. Although I guess the guy, he had only talked to Hank. I don't know. I, could, I guess it could go either way now that I'm thinking about it. But I'm saying that there's got to be, <laughs> when we talk about how this is going to evolve next season, the DEA has mm-hmm. got to be involved somehow. And they put too, they way to. too many hints that there's something fishy or something down, you know. They Well, didn't uh, Tuvok actually say, hey, there's eyes in the DEA? Well, they know what's going on. And they know, like Mike even mm-hmm. mentioned several points, like, you know, agents by name are not by. So they've got some sort of informers or maybe just because Gus has bought his influence in there. I don't know. Yeah. But I think there's something to that theory, the angle that there's dirty DEA agents. Sure, sure. I'm 100% with Marie here, though, because this feels like a trap oh hell yeah i would not let hank go do this like i knew it wasn't a trap per se Mm -hmm. but if you're a thinking person there's no freaking way that this is like okay Mm -hmm. uh this drug cartel member who will never talk to you before magically comes out and wants to give you information and only talk to you who hasn't been in the field for a long time yeah and at this time where your life is in danger from uh-huh. from presumably the Mexican cartel. Yeah, it happens to it happens to occur within days of you going into basically full time yeah. DEA protection. Terrible idea to leave that house. Yeah. Terrible. Uh and that goes right back to the, the Gus problem that I mm-hmm. had um at the end of the episode where Gus makes the same stupid decision. Well let me ask you this. Okay, before we get there. Yeah. Why did Tio insist on Hank showing up? <laughs> Um, because all he had to do is go into the DEA that's true. to get uh, Gus's attention. I guess mm. is that to ensure that he was in there for a good long time? Because maybe. Or maybe he... it was just to take another jab at Hank. Yeah, it could I be. I mean, because that scene was freaking epic, and we'll get to it. But the thing is, is, he didn't. He, he clearly did not want to talk to the DEA for real. So if he yeah. just came in there and signed, you know, suck my dick and go fuck yourself, yeah. the interview would have been about five minutes long, and maybe Gus would have noticed it. So that's, I guess, an, mm-hmm. another reason yeah. to get Hank there. Sure. Uh, and let's go ahead and talk about that scene. Um, I thought that scene 
with T.O. in the actual headquarters uh, was a, a huge gamble on the part of the show. Because mm-hmm. if that scene doesn't – because you don't need to show that. Mm-hmm. You don't need to show T.O. inside what he's doing. You just need to show that Tuvok sees him. So to show, like, you have to be pretty confident that this is a funny scene, you know? Oh, yeah. But Other, I think – Otherwise, I, I don't see the point of it. They could have filmed it. it because the other thing I noticed in an interview with Gilligan today is that he said that this this episode actually was too long to air. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like three minutes over. And every other – every time you see this episode aired on AMC, including the uh, encore presentation, they omitted the little old lady going – that yeah. scene where Walt put her in danger. Uh-huh. The only way you're going to see that again is when the DVDs and Blu-rays come out later. Yeah. So, I mean, I think they probably record a hell, hell of a lot more and just edit it down to 52 minutes or whatever. So if yeah. the scene didn't work – you know, as funnier your comedy, they could have just, like you said, you know, tighten it up a little bit. Yeah, and I know that I was listening to the Insider cast, um, and last week they actually cut a scene where Jesse and Walt plan the the, the plan against Gus. Mm-hmm. They they plot against him. Oh, okay. Um, so I love. Yeah, I, did you? I didn't get a chance to rewatch this, but I love Tio's face as he got into the elevator because the nurse <laughs> is like, "Oh, we're so terribly sorry," and he was making like the like, "Oh yeah, I'm, you know, very very <laughs> sorry." Mm-hmm, yeah, to the face to Hank. Uh huh. Sure. I thought the only way it could have been better is if again, like after the second insult, he'd be like, mm-hmm. "Okay, no, really, really, I've got something to say," and then filled his pants. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, I, I did notice that all the ceiling tiles in this office are gone. What's up with that? Really? Like half of the ceiling tiles were missing. Uh, That's weird. I got to say my office is like that. Because is it really? Because we're cheap. Like, but the only all time right. they'll replace a ceiling panel is a, a big client is coming in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then then they change all the light bulbs. They freshen all the ceiling tiles. They just tiles. take them from another room. Yeah, the, the people that work there. there every day. I mean, we're just rats. We'll work in sure, cheap, yeah. shitty fluorescent lighting with, you know. Ceiling falling in. Asbestos tiles falling down all the time. <laughs> sure, yeah. Why not? <laughs> uh, I did think it was a great plan, though, uh, to have. Oh, brilliant. Both, both to take a jab at Hank and get gus onto the the plan it was the, the best chance to get and 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 hector knew mm-hmm. that gus would want to be the one to confront him about it oh yeah oh yeah um so next scene we see tuvok scoping out the tranquil house uh he's sweeping the place for bugs and he probably actually would have found that bug if they hadn't switched out the the mechanism the triggering mechanism because now it's it's hardwired to yeah, what's his face spell. i don't know how that works like, I think it's like it sends out radio transmissions uh-huh. uh, to look for stuff. But it could have just blown up the bomb. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, that's. I, I have no idea how those bug detectors things work. Yeah, it's, I'm not 100% sure either. It's probably on the principle that, like, in general, every speaker is a microphone and every microphone is a speaker. Mm-hmm. So it probably somehow, because it sends those little pings out, maybe detects the energy that's caused by those things hitting a listening device. I don't know. Hmm. I'm Possibly. not. Maybe if there's a DEA agent or a crime, <laughs> that, or crime, a crime boss uh, or mm. spy that listens to our show, please let us know. <laughs> the spy, yeah, James Bond is yeah. listening to our show. Archer, Agent Archer. Nice. Uh, but that's all I really had to say about this. I, I think they should have just taken care of Tio there. I mean, there's no reason not to. That other than, I well, guess, Gus wanted to do it. Yeah. Well. I know. I'm saying a smart person. Right. Uh, what Gus has proven to be in the past, but on this one issue, mm-hmm. he can't get past it. Uh, the thing is, is if if 
they did do to they mm-hmm. were ready i mean they were ready to go like i think i'm kind of surprised gus wasn't ready just right then and there yeah like waiting in the car but even if they were uh you know hank had him wired up and ready for you know as soon as they got back from the dea so i think they were ready for it oh you mean walt yes yes okay yeah i got i'm doing i'm doing what Uh, the the listeners do it happens man (laughs) uh next scene jesse is uh set free and then immediately kidnapped (laughs) that was pretty funny (laughs) so you're free to go and then you're stuck in a van and i was really worried about um because the one thing i did not have spoiled Mm -hmm. was what the significance of and uh uh, Brian Cranston described it as something out in the desert that you zoom in on and say, oh, no, oh, no, no, my uh, God. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, shit, this isn't going to be Jesse dead in the desert. That's the one thing I didn't know how it was going to end. <laughs> so prediction. I was actually pretty freaking scared. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Especially since a couple people, well-known people, were predicting Jesse died at the end of this oh. episode. Hmm. I hadn't read that. Uh, I'm glad he didn't, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, we, yeah. We need Jesse around. Uh, but... So in this scene, we find out that Brock was not poisoned by ricin. Right. Um, we don't know what it is yet. At this point, I suspected that strongly. That he wasn't poisoned. Wasn't poisoned by ricin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and these guys, they love tasing people, man. They do. Every chance they get, they're going to tase you. Right in the butthole. <laughs> <laughs> if his butthole's on his side, then sure. <laughs> I thought it was right in his, like, his, his buttock. <laughs> no. Not literally in his butthole. No, it was under his arm. Oh, was, was it? it? I like he grabbed right, his arm and got it right him in the, the old kidney. gluteus maximus. Ooh, a kidney shot. Yeah, a kidney taste. I crumple you. Like <laughs> take a did. shot to the liver. Got him in the van. Uh, next scene, Tuvok is calling Gus to report the all clear. Um, and Gus is Gus says, "I do this." And he also changed clothes out of his chicken man uniform into mm. a purple getup. Uh huh. What the hell? Why would Gus care? Like, he almost, like, makes a conscious decision. When I'm in my supervillain mode, mm-hmm. I'm going to dress up in purple. Well, I don't think he wants Hector to see him in anything less than his best. So the clip-on tie has to get come off. Well, didn't he wear a clip-on tie? Oh, just in the chicken. In the chicken, chicken man outfit. Yeah, then he yeah. puts his nice silk tie on. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I he really think it's... a Mercedes, not a Volvo. <laughs> I, I think it's a, an image thing for mm. Hector. Well, in that case, this has got to be the ugliest supervillain suit I've ever seen Gus wear. No, I liked it, man. Really? That purple plaid? It yeah. looks like something you'd bury an uncle that was poor and you didn't really like him I'll in. be buried in that. No problem. You probably will. <laughs> I'll be a poor uncle. <laughs> uh, I liked it, man. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, if it's about. up to me, I'm just, I'm just cremating you. All right. It ain't worth the five grand. Shoot me into you, space. It can't. It, <laughs> it'll it'll pay, be cheap by then. I ain't going to pay five grand for your coffin. I sure as hell ain't going to pay 500 grand to launch into space. <laughs> nah, it'll you be better cheap. get a lot richer than you are now, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is ultimately, uh, God, I can't think of his name, Gus's downfall. His Walter's got his pride. Gus has his hatred of Hector. Plus, I think pride, too. And a little bit of pride, it's yeah. Be done I mean, by my the own change hand. of the suit. Obviously, he's got some pride. Mm-hmm. But but it's really his hatred of Hector. I think. I mean, mm-hmm. he wants this man to know who who is destroying him. Well, he wants to get that last little job because he's mm-hmm. taken everything but the man's pride. Now he wants to know. It's like I know about you, you little rat. You're a crippled little mm-hmm. rat, and get those last few jabs and be the man that personally kills him too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so then Gus does show up at the tranquil house, which. Mm-hmm. 
is not so much of a tranquil house anymore. No. Um, Even less so after the scene. And, okay, let's talk about when he's sitting in the car and his walk. Well, we get like 60 seconds of just his face as yeah. this, this music is throbbing. And awesome song. What's the name of that song? We played Goodbye. It it's called Goodbye. Do you know who it's by? No, I do not. Okay. You do. Uh, it's like Adelaide or something. <laughs> I don't know the name of it. I thought you actually had it down. That's why I didn't write it down. No, no. Um, no, it's, it's, it's fantastic. And it was very... Uh, as it is playing, we both said this is so oh, showdown at the OK Corral. Yeah, it's spaghetti western. Except for at its best. it's at an elderly retirement home. Yeah, <laughs> it's at a nursing. You know, showdown at the nursing home. Yeah, but you can see that Gus is is ready to fulfill his destiny at this yes. point. He's walking in to take out Hector to mm-hmm. accomplish what he's been trying to accomplish for I don't know how many years. Right, a lot of years. Um. And he doesn't know that this is going to be the final face-off for him as well. Though he does not. Uh, but I – what was it? They were talking about this song. Um, it's actually a German band, I think, is, is, is who it? did this. Yeah, which is weird to me that it sounds so westerny. Hmm. Um, the rest of the song that they don't play doesn't sound as westerny. Uh, but, yeah, it's German, apparently. Hmm. So I was wondering if – since we obviously know that uh, Hector kills Gus by blowing up the bomb with his bell, do you think the shots of all the tapping fingers, like Walt on his steering wheel and Gus in the elevator tapping his Ooh. fingers, do you think that's all foreshadowing for this event? Interesting. Um, yes. I mean, now yeah, that you said that, I feel like I think, it is. I think you, it's, it's got to be. I would think so because actually, um, another thing on the Breaking Bad Inside Breaking Bad Insider podcast, they said that they've had this this plot point called Bing Boom sitting on the board for a long time. They said, okay, I have a problem with this because in Vince Gilligan's interview... All right, well, let, let me finish this okay, first. So, so since this is something that they've had sitting on uh, the board for a long time, as they said, mm-hmm. anyway, um, they could certainly have been foreshadowing throughout this season uh, with the finger tapping and stuff coming down to this. Mm-hmm. Because Bing Boom very specifically meant Hector blows up Gus yeah, with those, the bomb and the bell. And those shots of the finger tapping could have easily been inserts. Sure. Because yeah. I, there's been a, I've heard that they're right, they do that a lot. When something comes together at the end of the season, they go back and shoot um, some things that huh. explain it to make it to, to be that. And there was a, a couple of uh, – in the Vince Gilligan interviews, there was a couple of those that he mentioned where – you know, we didn't work this out until season nine or to this ninth episode, and we'd already shot the first three, so mm-hmm. we went back and inserted a 60-second scene of dialogue to make it work. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, oh, the yeah. fact that they're able to do that, you know. Right, right. Um, I mean, it takes away a little of the genius of the writers, but sure. still, it's it's a cool thing to see. Uh, the end product is what really matters there. Mm-hmm. Um, the other foreshadowing for Guess's death that I thought was pretty prominent, and I saw a lot of this on Reddit – um, the pink bear with the half-burned face in the mm-hmm. pool, um, obviously missing an eye, just like Gus here at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, you said something about a mask in Gail's apartment? Yeah, there was a, um, a, I, I guess a, a plaster model of a person's head that mm-hmm. was painted, and half of the paint was, was flaked off. Yeah. And the best part of it is the face was surrounded by all these different antique cameras. Uh-huh. Like, you know, clearly, uh, 
you know, something that was, I think, supposed to symbolize Gus and another thing mm-hmm. that they could have easily inserted into the earlier footage specifically to make that tie happen. Absolutely. Yeah, and and all the themes with eyes this season, even the, the necklace that Don Eladio was wearing that Gus mm-hmm. took, mm-hmm. Um, all the stuff with look at me, everything like that says, hey, Gus is, has half of his face blown off at the right, end. Right, right. Uh, did you have anything else to say about Gus's death? Um, did you think it was too much? If I did only slightly, I, cause it was really freaking cool. Right. Like when he first walks back out of that room after the explosion, I was like, this, this guy's invincible. How did he survive this? I and think then you when were they, even about ready to call bullshit. I was, I was to say. almost. Yeah. Cause there's no way the door flies off the hinges. He's not going to survive in that room. Uh, but then they pan around, and obviously he's not survived. Um, I, I, I'm with you. I think the rule of cool can carry a, a, a whole lot, which is basically I'm willing to suspend my disbelief in proportion to how cool the result of my suspension is. And yeah. I gotta say, um, an email, a person emailed me that picture, and I'm not. I'm have to look up who it is. Um, about two <laughs> and weeks go to their ago. house, yeah, yeah and beat them <laughs> with a, a lead pipe, yeah. Uh, but they emailed me that picture like two weeks ago uh. and said, you know, this is being passed around as something leaked from the set. Blah, and, and it was a picture of him adjusting his tie. It was the image. And first of all, when you see that in a still frame without like all the eyeball squirming and stuff like that, it looks mm-hmm. like a bad Photoshop. Yeah. And the fact that he's adjusting his tie, I'm like, how in the hell <laughs> could that possibly? I mean, this has got to be a bad Photoshop, right? Sure, sure. And to see it all play out just like that, I got to say, it was a lot less ridiculous in context. Yeah. Um, I mean, certainly you'd think he would be in shock at that point if half of his body was blown off. Right. Um, and maybe he just like, you know how some people don't realize they're badly hurt? Oh, yeah. Until they're they're so badly hurt that they can't function anymore? I think sometimes that's why... Uh, I've been grievously hurt a few times in my life <laughs> and I've always been amazed at how little pain there was yeah. uh, in the initial injury, like during a motorcycle crash, during a ski crash, uh, a couple of other instances like that. Um, it doesn't until after you're kind of out of the immediate danger that the pain actually hits you. Yeah. So I think that, yeah, he could, uh, um, I don't know that that's necessarily realistic, but sure, sure. You know, um, at least for the movie going, crowd. especially for yeah. Gus, who was such a badass, who survived poison, who survived sniper bullets, you know, to see him walk out of that half a face. That was very cool. It was super cool. I had no problems with it. <laughs> All right. Awesome. In context. Uh, did you have any problems with Walt and Jesse destroying the lab? No, I think that was the smartest thing they did, and I love to yeah. see what a well oiled machine they were in wrecking that fucking lab. Yeah, yeah, they were they were good. They were practiced almost at wrecking and they the lab. were very badass. I mean, they got the, that little time delay fuse, mm-hmm. and when they got to the top, and they just kind of nonchalantly walked to and pulled the fire alarm, mm-hmm. and people were staring at them, and Walt's like, "Vamos, Vamos get out of here!" Yeah, I thought that was again their transformation because Jesse had kind of made his badass leap in this season. We talked about that a lot too, and sure. Walt kind of regressed, but then he did a lot of catching up, and now they're almost. Not quite, but almost on equal footing. And mm-hmm. they can finish each other's sentences and bash in each other's barrels. <laughs> and <laughs> It's going to be awesome next season to see them going forward as 
what, partners again? I mean... It's going to be awesome to see them as full-fledged partners to see where this goes because there's got to be some of that. And it's mm-hmm. also, inevitably, I think, they're going to be turn against each other. Yeah, sure. Surely they have to. When this Brock and... Jane. Jane thing mm-hmm. comes to the fore, they've got... I mean, th- it's going to be a freaking all-out war. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and this is... Okay, this is where Heisenberg goes full Heisenberg, right? Where Walter White just is transformed. Right. He kills Gus. Uh, his confidence has never been higher. Grabs his thirty eight snub. He goes and remorselessly shoots a guy in the face. After just, taking another one of the goons hostage. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then probably shoots him in the back of the head, too. Mm-hmm. He's poisoned a child. Right. As we learn in the next scene. Um, he's, he's full Heisenberg, and this is what I've been waiting to see. I'm going to have to wait another year to see it play out, but do you think this is what I've been waiting to see. Do you think that he'll regress again? No. You don't think so? No. They've done it twice now, haven't they? They, well, maybe they haven't regressed him twice, but they built him up to the stay out of my territory point. Well, I mean, because we were saying this, dude, we were saying this at the end of season three when he Mm -hmm. ran those two dudes over and had Jesse shoot Gale in the face and stood up to Walt, or stood up to Gus, rather. We're like, oh, man, and we saw the trailers for next season and how awesome mm-hmm. it looked. We're like, oh, he's going to be full-blown Heisenberg. And the Villigan yeah. pulled the rug out from underneath us. Well, at that and point— And then used that rug to kill Ted. At that point, we were, <laughs> what, halfway into the series, you know? So now they get so a definitive now end. They have a definitive end, and they're running out of time. Yeah, they got 16 episodes. That's it. That's not a lot. And, and so- by the sound of the Breaking Bad Insider podcast, Vince Gilligan is actually a little worried that they have so few episodes left. Great. So that that no, I think that's good because he's not worried. Oh, how are we going to fill this time? No, you know? you're right, right. So there's he's got uh, things in the I, works. I, I just because they said that their the writers reconvene back in November to plan out next year. Mm-hmm. I really hope they come up with because Vince in two of the three interviews I read today basically said, yeah, we are definitely going to split it into. Two oh, mini seasons of eight each with a with a big cliffhanger, and he's not worried about the cliffhanger because he's like, face it, we can do cliffhangers every other week in well, Breaking Bad. Here's the thing: they didn't even do a cliffhanger at no, the end of the season. No, there's no cliffhanger. Well, he mentioned there are some loose ends, but we'll talk about those later. That while they were writing this up, they weren't sure if they're going to be renewed or go to a different network or whatever. So Vince wanted this to oh. be able to, if it the worst came to happen, that it would stand on its own. Yeah, but still be open for other adventures if it required. So I mean, <laughs> the spinoff series. Yeah, no, this was the opposite of a cliffhanger. This was yeah. the end of an arc. Yeah, cliffhanger was episode eleven, crawl right. space. Right. Most seasons so would have still ended have there. we still have questions that are open and all that kind of stuff, but we really have kind of a blank slate. We we do kind of, but we'll we'll talk about yeah. the loose ends later. Right. Um, did you notice we got one last look at Dead Man's Brew? We did. Uh, and it was it, still half full. It was still half full. So, so I, I assume they're just brewing new coffee now. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll, so. I'll relent on that theory. <laughs> um, by the way, that's the third time that they – well, fourth time that Walt endangered innocent people to further his own mm-hmm. end. He blew up a fucking nursing home. Sure, sure. That, you know, there could have been nurses, nurses out there. There was or... for sure a little old lady in the room next door. Yeah, what And he set a whole laundromat or laundry service on fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, with people in it yeah it could have killed people <laughs> oh sure so uh so the final scene in the episode is walt and jesse uh up on the rooftop and of course we get the the last shot zooming in on the plant but um well we skipped a little bit did we? um first of all what did you think when jesse said uh on top of the parking garage that you know it looks like brock's going to pull through 
Oh and... no, that's that's where where I was going. Oh okay, okay, gotcha. So go ahead. Well, just that I thought that he was definitely relieved because I think he saw yeah. that there was there was a uh, off chance that Brock could have died through all this. Yeah, and he was also relieved when little old lady with a cane wasn't shot to death in his house. Right. Um, he was visibly relieved there. But so he was I, still rolling the dice with their lives. Absolutely, absolutely. And although I have to say, uh, Toby from the ABQ pointed out that um, Walt didn't actually know if it would kill Brock or not. So he is actually okay with a child dying. No, yeah. Because yeah. he wasn't sure. Just like he was okay with his neighbor dying. I don't think he yeah. wanted it to happen. No, he didn't, but he was okay he with was it. He was taking that chance, yeah. So that's Heisenberg to me. Right. Like, just like when my, Jane, my safety is more valuable than anyone else's. When Jane choked to death, even in season two, you could see he was horrified by what was yeah. happening, but he was not enough to save her. Mm-hmm. So it worked out for him. Um, I saw there's been a lot of buzz on Reddit that when – Jesse and Walt shook hands. Which, mm-hmm. How did you think of that as emotionally satisfying? Uh, I think we talked about this a little bit in the instant cast, but I liked it a lot. Really? Um, I don't... A man hug I, wouldn't have been in Walt's... I don't think so. It's not in his character. He doesn't man hug his son. He doesn't man hug his wife. <laughs> like, we had some people... Uh, I had someone on um, Breaking Bad, or uh, I think Facebook, pointing out that they did hug it out. Um, when Walt went to go get him out of that flop house after Jane died, um, but I don't. But he was heavily under the influence of, and not only that, but it was Walt was very uncomfortable. He was like Jesse yeah. was clinging to him. It was and he initiated was just kind of by like, Jesse, you know, doing that kind of awkward pat. Oh God, what do I do here? I just need to get this kid out of here. Yeah, deal. totally uncomfortable with that. And right. I think Jesse, in his right mind, was not comfortable with the man hug either. Now here's the thing: that was on Buzz, uh, all of Buzz on Reddit and some other places. Oh boy, when they zoom out and they showed. Um, the, the wide angle looking through like the ventilation grate of the two standing mm-hmm. off in the distance. Sure. People are swearing that there's a sound of a camera shutter clicking. What? And, and the, okay. and the POV right. did is kind of like a, you're being watched POV. Sure. I got that. Yeah. Now I haven't had a chance to review that ever since I've seen that piece of evidence, but if mm-hmm. that's kind of, um, an interesting little DEA, maybe. Could be, but I mean, it definitely there's a lot of hooks for Villigan to work with next season, and this could be Absolutely. one of them. I'd love Absolutely. to hear what if other people think, you know, because oh, um, some person said it sounded more like a car door shutting, which would make sense in a parking garage. Absolutely, but you know, yeah, hard that, to tell that, show. that's pretty interesting. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else we need to talk about in this scene. Um, I did actually like. The, the kind of symbolism in this backyard scene, in this patio by the pool. Well, you're still getting ahead of the – I was going to t- say one more thing about the parking garage. Okay, go for it. I thought it was also interesting when you look at the evolution of Walt versus Jesse that Jesse's still kind of fucked up by the fact that they killed Gus and all these people mm. when the original motivation for killing them w- didn't turn out to be true. He was, like, looking mm. for Gus for reassurance. Gus had to go, right? Uh-huh. Whereas, you know – Walt had like a smile on his face. He was savoring yeah. the victory. He didn't care whether it was necessary or not. He won. I think part of that, yeah, you're absolutely so, right. Him winning was a big deal to him. I'm all in on rooting for Jesse at this point. Fuck Walt White. Really? Yep. I He is so, gone to me. Okay. All I right. mean, I'm not rooting for him. I'm rooting for Jesse to succeed at this point. I'm rooting for Walt to get way worse than he has already. <laughs> but you're right. I, I think I'm rooting for Sadist. Jesse too, to get out of it, you know. I, I want Jesse to live and, yeah. you know, be better off at the end of the series. I doubt that happens, mm, but... Maybe. Anyway. 
Um, the other thing I wanted to comment about the okay, let's talk about the poisoning a little bit. Okay. Yes. Um, how do you how do you think this happened? I, I was listening to the Breaking Bad Insider, and they said that Huel pocketed the rice and cigarette. Yes, from well, Jesse. What I thought was interesting in every interview I saw, like all three that I read. Villigan says they're the writers themselves are kind of fuzzy on how this happened. They did not plot out how yeah. Walt exactly got the poison into Brock's hands. Okay. So if they said on whatever they said on the podcast, I mean, if they're saying a definitive answer, I mean, no, they said that definitively Huel took the ricin. Really? And that's really all they said. Um, so, so this, this should have been evident last episode. If we were, if we knew that fact, uh-huh. Like it should have been evident. Um, well, a lot of people saw that he did pocket something. Yeah, they saw that. And I agree that it looked like he pocketed something, whether it was significant mm-hmm. or not. I didn't know. but Yeah, it was definitely the rice and cigarette. Now, I don't know how he got the cigarette out and the cigarettes back into Jesse's pocket. Well, a lot of people, you know, I'm not a smoker, but a lot of people said if you are a smoker that they could have just substituted with another pack and you wouldn't really notice because you don't pay attention to how many cigarettes you've got. It's just the fact that – yeah. You know, they're there or not. Or also he could have put it in, like, the center dash of his car or, like, along his car door and Jesse would just uh, assume. Yeah. I mean, but we're all speculating with no evidence whatsoever. Sure, sure. They put evidence in that Huel, that meat-eating man. Mm-hmm. Don't call him Huel ever again. Sorry. The meat-eating <laughs> man pocketed the cigarettes, but we don't know anything that happened after that. I mean, you well, can Well, they, sur- they also hinted that, that – uh, Saul hinted that it was Walt because when he says something about um, – I want to make sure I butter both sides of the bread. Yeah. So say a good word to Gus. We should have known that he was on Walt's side in something there. Yeah, right. And what was Walt up to that Saul would have been helping with? Right. Well, and we also know that Saul gives Brock candy. Yes. So Yes, we do. He so could, he could have, have laced that. And, and I think it's – there's no – I don't think there's any possible way Walt directly handed the poison to Brock. I'm with you, yeah. Um. So I think that it's something that he had to extract and put on this candy mm-hmm. at the quantity that he felt like would make him sick but not kill him. Yeah. Um, but again, whether we see this in flashback or not, I mean, there's no – we're just speculating. We're making shit up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I kind of – do you have a problem up, with that? With making shit up? No, no, I, no with, with Vince and company making shit up. Because the other thing is where the hell did meat-eating man become a master magician? This this I, yeah how does this the man have an elaborate series of heart attacks in every scene? Well, he has big hands. I mean, yeah, he's gonna be able to hide it. Those sausage well. fingers are going to be able to nimbly pick someone's pocket and replace it in the span of ten seconds. Uh, he probably just crushed it up in his paws. I think they could have done a better job of making him look less incompetent, or at least have one. You know, it'd be like if. Walt wasn't a chemistry teacher and had been portrayed as an idiot the whole episode, you know, the whole series. All of a sudden, he's making a bomb. Whoa, where'd that come from? Yeah, no, yeah. they they earned that with us. With gotcha. meeting with with the carnivore, they did not. Yeah, it's just like, oh yeah, he pocketed. But they're not even saying that really because in the episodes themselves, there's no evidence mm-hmm. of how the cigarette got out of Jesse's possession and how Brock got poisoned. True, there's hints. Mm-hmm. There's some circumstantial stuff, but there's no hard chain of custody chain of evidence with that yeah that's true um and you don't have so a problem I'm, with that. i'm no Bo- I'm, I'm okay with it bothers me a little bit but not enough to detract from an overall awesome yeah because like, you don't season. really ultimately need to know exactly how you know that walt did it i think it's it's pretty evident in this episode that walt is the one who poisoned him and there was enough things um 
I think some people feel a little bit unfair because Breaking Bad's never done this before. We've always seen when Walt is taking action or doing something, we've always seen it from his point of view to where we know as much as Walt does. Hmm. This is the first time where they've deliberately hidden or obfuscated some things from us, the, the, the viewing audience. Does that signify a switch to a switch by the, the writers and the, the filmers of this thing to Jesse's side now? Ooh, maybe. Now they're showing more of his perspective on everything? Could be. Uh, I think it's just a storytelling technique. But a lot yeah. of – I know Seppenwall called him out on it a little bit, and Gilligan hmm. basically said, well, we put enough tells in with the gun spinning towards the plant and the – like yeah. Walt having a vis- – you know, in retrospect, you watch all this, the visible yeah. aha moment and, and Gus's reaction um, – to his his quote his so called Spidey sense makes a hell of a lot more sense now that we know that he was completely yes. floored by Jesse kind of semi accusing him of poisoning mm-hmm. and didn't know what to make of it and suddenly he's like oh shit so that actually in retrospect makes a heck of a lot more sense but when Seppenwall said that I've actually heard reports that Billion got out the letterboard he started <laughs> with the F then the, no <laughs> yeah um, so again I had a little bit of problem with it I think it is. I don't. I think they played straight, you know, because mm-hmm. there's always we, we we debate about there's there's movies that play straight with you and that on second viewings it all makes sense and there's ones where they sure. just completely rope a dope you. Um, I have to say that I think it's definitely the former. They played straight. They had enough evidence there to obviously there's a sizable people picking up on the Walt poison Brock theory. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, and that's evidence that says that the others, you know, there's even. Um, one woman on on Facebook that was kind of angry about, but it, I thought it was mostly because that she just didn't want Walt to go. It's Karen, uh, Karen B, uh, and she was one of the ones last week said, "Oh, I hope Walt didn't poison mm-hmm. uh, Brock." Well, and it turns out, and she was disappointed <laughs> by it. Well, of course you are because you didn't want Walt to go there. Yeah, yeah. but Dilligan told you Walt was going there. I told you from day one he, he was going there. The thing is, Walt's worse than Scarface. Because Scarface yeah. had two, three rules. His he word and his balls. He, he, yeah, don't break his balls, don't break his word, <laughs> and no fucking kids. Yeah. Those were his three bedrock rules, and he would put his life on the line for it. Uh-huh. Walt's got no such problems. Basically, myself and my family. Yeah. Yeah, he is in it for himself He will use and Jesse. He will use everyone close to Jesse. Mm-hmm. Uh, he will use anyone. I would argue that Walt is actually not even in it for his family anymore because he has put them in harm's way, putting well, them next to Hank in the house. And again, there's several times where he could have done the right thing and accepted outside help yep. or uh, you know, take, gotten into the witness protection agency and gone to the police, and he wasn't going to do it for no good reason other than his pride. Yeah, when uh, – Elliot and Gretchen, when Elliot offered him the job. Exactly. He's taken it. That's what I'm talking about. Story over. Yep. Done. Yep. But no, he, he is very much in it for himself. And this, this season, point. once he found out that he couldn't just disappear, the mm-hmm. logical thing to do would have gone to the DEA and just thrown himself at the mercy. Yeah. And he didn't do it. At least that get would his have family and kept his protection. family safe. Yeah. And, and if, if, even if it's too late for Skyler, it's indisputable that Walt Jr. and Holly are completely innocent mm-hmm. and could have gotten out of this and been safe. I don't know. Jr.'s wearing black now, so you got to watch out for him. <laughs> and I know he's getting high on meth oh, over yeah. at Hank's house. And prescription pills. He's slamming a Schrader brow. No, yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's all I've got for the recap. There are a couple things that I wanted to talk about. I do, too. Um, 
I want to talk. This is pretty big. I want to talk about Walt and Jesse's problems going forward because it, it seems like it's all solved. But if you have something like maybe a little smaller that we can Well, do. I want to talk about this, the poisoning plot. One other aspect of it is okay. that I think that maybe his plot worked too well. I think that Walt expected Jesse to jump to the conclusion that Gus poisoned him, Brock and not suspect Walt to begin with. Really? Because I'm – because I think that hmm. that that's the only reason that would explain how what a good actor Walt was. Because Jesse showed up at his house and he was genuinely Walt, surprised. Walt was just doing his thing and waiting for Jesse to the spring that you know Brock's been poisoned. Well, and, in the Breaking Bad Insider podcast, they were talking about the scene where Jesse comes over in End Times uh-huh. um, and threatens him with a gun, and that Walt had basically planned for that. Walt had said. Okay, either Jesse's going to shoot me in the face immediately when he gets here, or I'm going to have this window where I can talk to him and convince him that it was Gus. But why would he assume that Jesse would suspect himself and not Gus? I mean, because right- Jesse was right. He was the only one who knew about the ricin. He's the only other person. Mm. So Jesse's naturally going to assume the only other guy that Jesse knows with the ricin is Mr. White. Right. So he's going to run over there and assume that he took it. Hmm. Okay, I guess so that's that's, true. that's what they were saying in the Breaking Bad. Insider. It seems like it's just as likely that he would assume that since Gus has got cameras everywhere and is watching everything that he knew about the rice. And like a lot of people, mm-hmm. there was you know one listener that basically said, "Suck it, bitches! I was right. Gus <laughs> did know about the rice from the beginning, and we kind of poo pooed that." Yeah. Well, suck it, listener. <laughs> you're wrong. We were double. We, we, we looped back around, and you're originally wrong again. So yep. get out the letter board. Yep. S U. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, okay, so let's talk about Walt and Jesse's problems going forward. Yes. Because this feels like a blank slate. I mean, can we just, is gone, can we, the cartel's of the gone. problems, can we just talk about open issues? Because I've, I've, I don't have it separated into problems. I've just got a bunch okay. of open yeah. questions. Yeah. So, so you, you go first. So here's loose end number one. Uh-huh. The big one that's out there is mm-hmm. Mike. Sure. Mike is not, as far as we know, dead. In fact, Villigan in every interview uh-huh. avowed that, yes, Mike will... You know, because obviously the writers haven't come back. Mm-hmm. And apparently, there's six writers, including him, and they're yeah. all pretty much are responsible for the, this, the season. Mike is coming back, and he's going to have something to say about this. Yeah, and with what he said to Walt about you do anything like that to another one of my guys again, you call the cops on my guys. There's going to be trouble. Uh, you're going to need two barrels. Well, he yeah, just I killed think, the head of the operation. I don't think Mike has a lot of a special love for Gus, though. Yeah, there's two ways it could go. Mm-hmm. A, Gus is gone. Okay, now it doesn't matter that Walt's doing what he's doing. Um, or B, I really still feel loyalty to Gus, and now I'm going to kill you. Or C, maybe Mike says, uh, well, good job of killing Gus, but you're still a fucking idiot. I'm taking over to drug trade in ABQ, <laughs> and you're going to work for me. Oh, hey now. That'd be pretty cool. It would kind of be like Gus Light, though, though. Yeah, yeah. Although I guess the only thing with Gus is that he had to hide in plain sight where Mike can just totally be the shadowy underlord. That's true. You know, not worried about the chicken operation. Anyway, so, yeah, there's Mike hanging out yep, there. there's Mike. Give me one. Um, what about Gus's backstory? Yes. They made all this stuff about him being this badass and chilly mm. and, you know, all this backstory and hinted about all the stuff about the Pinochet and all this shadowy stuff, and they're just going to kill the guy, and this is never going to come back <laughs> in any kind of flashback, or there's never going to be anybody from Chile. You know, mm-hmm. th- is that going to come back in the well, play? I, 
I think it has to because we got a listener, um, Ed K, who sent us an email, mm-hmm. and he said he makes a, a very, very good point that no one else in the drug world has tried to take Gus out. And there's a reason for that. It's his Chilean history. Right. Whatever he was, whatever status he had there, kept Don Eladio, kept uh, Hector, everybody from trying to take him from out. From outright killing him. Exactly. Like and now Walt them. has done the one thing that no one else would do. Mm-hmm. That has to come back on mm-hmm. him. It has mm-hmm. to. So, yeah, I think you're right. That That's a serious problem for them. Sure. Um, another thing pointed out by a listener, Jim J. Not Jim Jones. <laughs> are you not, sure he's I'm not, not posing I'm not writing into – oh, yeah, or he could be posing <laughs> as me. Uh, no, Jim J. actually points out that Teal couldn't possibly have made this bomb on his own, right? So they know that someone else made this bomb. So they're going to be looking into that. Who does? The DEA was going to know that. Oh, but the, I I think that they're going to suspect the cartel involvement. You think so? Yeah, especially. But why would why would they? Because there's a big hit on the cartel. But just why would they bomb the their own guy? Yeah. You think Hector like they're just going to see it as a sacrifice that Hector made? Uh, I think that they're going to see that a whole bunch of bodies of the huge, you know, big uh, Peziovantes down in just south of the U.S. border, mm-hmm. and they're going to see, you know, a week later, Gus taken out by this bomb from a ex-cartel member, and they're going to put two and two together. And this his is just, lab set on this, fire. And his lab <laughs> set on fire. This is just, you know, a drug war. Yeah. Yeah, that could be it. Um, yeah. Okay. Jim J. also reminds us about the tapes that are still floating around, the videotapes of Jesse and Gus cooking in the lab. Uh, or Jesse and Walt, sorry. Not only that, but Jesse, we um, – because I'm not sure that Gus was actually making those recordings – he might have just been recording the cameras. Sure. But um, we know for a fact that the cartel made a video. Yes. And that did get definitely recorded. Absolutely. So that's out there. Um, yep. The other thing, uh, Ted's death surely is going to be investigated. Yes. That's what definitely one of mine on my list. Uh, going back to Mike, what about Mike's coughing? His coffin? Coughing. Coughing. Oh. His terrible yeah. cause, a, a, a cough of death. And uh, Seppenwall brought that up in the interview, and Villigan kind of chuckled and said, I can't comment either way for fear of giving something away, either confirming or denying it. Mm. So we have no idea. But again, it would be the first time ever, ever in the history of every fucking TV <laughs> and movie. Uh-huh. That a cough, a, a conspicuous cough, did not mean the character was ill. Yeah and, yeah. and deathly ill. Yeah. So I think that's going to come out to play too. Definitely. Um, the other thing, well, another thing that's hanging out there is when Walt called his son Jesse. That's an issue because that I still feel, and it's one of my predictions, is going to get back to Hank. Mm, sure. Uh, you got any more? What about the ambiguity surrounding Walt's cancer status and his conspicuous coughing the last few episodes? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I called it from when he went back to, to check on his cancer, that his cancer's out of remission. He's coughing again. Mm-hmm. We know the series only got 16 more episodes. Is that is cancer going to kill Walt before something else does? Ah, man. With all the shit he's bringing down on himself, I have a hard time saying that he's going to die of cancer. Um, what about Hank? Is he going to get back in the game, or is he going to be satisfied that he caught, finally caught Heisenberg? Because the one positive thing about this is that if Walt, if Hank was suspicious of Walt, I think he reset that button. Because yeah. no fucking way does Hank think that Walt could have pulled this stuff off uh-huh. by himself. Sure, sure. I mean, everything involved. Because, I mean, there's just no way he can possibly suspect Walt of being you know, this competent and ruthless. No way. And Walt's not really tied up in any of this. 
other than if there's a tape out there of him. Right. That's the only cooking. way that would. would. Yeah. And I thought that was going to be another possible shocker that Walt was talking about or that Brian Cranston was talking about that we would see incriminating evidence kind of like the kid stumbling across the gas mask uh-huh. in yeah. season one that was sure. going to, to lead him. But no, I mean, it again, it looks like a clean slate. We have no – I mean, that's the other big thing is where do we go from here? Do we start yeah. cooking at the car wash? He Well, he's got to keep cooking, right? He doesn't – because he's broke. Well, but – Well, he's basically does broke. He, does, the car wash isn't profitable. Yes, it is. No, it was only profitable because of the money that Skyler was laundering. I think I think Skyler was basically saying we don't have to do this anymore. She was saying it's almost profitable. Which says, I mean I, – Again, they decided to get out of the game. They could sell that thing for at least $500,000 in a fire sale. That's true. That's true. They and could. he could also go back, you know, um, take some psychological – I mean, he could go back to his school job. Mm-hmm. He got, but he, on, No, he can't. I, I know that show won't do that. No, no, no. Not even the show. He won't do that. He's too proud now. I understand. I understand. It's impossible. He's not going to go to the car wash and, and so wipe do he's down this. he's going to go back to cooking again? And, and, if, yeah. and if he does, why the hell would Jesse? Because – Jesse's got all his money. Oh, yeah. Jesse's got a lot of money. And Jesse's got something to live for. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's kind of been scared straight by all this. Well, how is he going to get Jesse back into the game? Maybe Jesse wants out and Walt won't let him out because Walt needs him to cook. Or maybe Mike. Or to sell, rather. Mm-hmm. Because now they've got nobody to sell for them, even if they do cook. Okay. The other big thing is when and if will Jesse discover the truth about Walt? He will. He has to. Do you think that – I mean, because do you think it will happen next season or a season after that? With the pace of this show, as it usually is, I think it will happen next season. Really? Yeah, early. Could it be the cliffhanger even? Mm, no, I think it will happen early. Oh, man, that's a lot of time to fill for Jesse and Walt to be at each other's throats. That's true. That's – what, if it happens in episode three? I actually, was, I actually was a concern in making that the cliffhanger. That's eight episodes that we have to see Walt hmm. and Jesse hunt each other down. Yeah, that'd be interesting. So, especially since, like, why would I mean? I guess Jesse's a decent person, but he could sure. snap and just go off the deep end and threaten Skyler or Walt Junior or any of those guys. Oh, I mean, he, I don't know. He killed the dude's girlfriend and tried to kill the dude's surrogate son. Well, that's powerful juju. Villigan does call him the moral compass of the show, so. It, it might actually be interesting to see the moral compass go astray for a little bit. But the other know? thing is he could threat, he could make threats and not intend to go through with them. But, you know, sure. funny enough that uh, I suspect that Walt would take him deadly serious because he thinks he would be ca- capable of doing those things. So why would he think that Jesse's not? Even though I don't think Jesse is capable of hurting a child especially. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I don't think, know, I don't think Jesse <laughs> could kill anyone except in self-defense. Except for maybe mm. Walt. <laughs> yeah, except for maybe when he finds out about that stuff. Uh, the, the other loose end that's still hanging out there, the other possible loose end is that Saul and maybe Huel might actually know what happened to Brock. Because I know they pocketed the cigarettes, so Saul oh, and think... Huel were involved in that. But did they do the poisoning? With the theory that Saul gave him the poison, sure, yes. Saul absolutely knows that's a loose end. Mm-hmm. Um, although Saul has been very, very trustworthy. Right. He, he's one of the most trustworthy characters in the show. And I still still think to this day he sees Walt as his boss and not Jesse. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I don't know if that will continue to be the case, but I think that's the case right now. And um, I think that 
we might – that's the other hanging loose end. Will we get an official answer about how Walt pulled any of this off through some flashback? Because uh-huh. Villigan has left us enough openings. We surmise that you know, Meat-Eating Man lifted the packs. We surmise that Saul gave, but we don't know. Yeah. Um, Walt could have done some other crazy stuff. So That's true. You know, if they show a flashback that completely changes how we see all this stuff happening – you know, then then there's a lot. There, I mean, like the Villigan can do anything. He's got it set up now that they're the DEA. That's the other thing I had hanging out there. Is anyone in the DEA dirty, and is that going to be yeah. significant? That that could be an interesting loose end. Because how are we going to? Uh, you say that next the next two seasons Walt could just be the bad guy. I think we need one more season of Walt, of us rooting for Walt and hoping he triumphs over even greater evil. So the DE, a dirty yeah. DEA agency could be that greater evil. Or or I could totally see, now that we've had the listener pointed out to us, I could see the Chileans being the bad guy next season. Whatever connection Gus had in Chile is going to come back. Mm-hmm. I could see that happening instead of Walt just being the bad guy. Mm-hmm. What do you think about... Uh, the detectives investigating Jesse because they said, see you next time. And he's been, oh. I mean, do you think that that, I, I think that was kind of an, just an yeah, offhand but, remark about his record, but Pinkman is on the radar. Oh yeah. Like he's been yeah. in trouble with the law a lot and high up connected in some of this stuff. And now he's got flagged as a potential terrorist. Mm-hmm. Uh, he could have, you know, one more false step. He could be in prison for a long time. I think the false step has already been made. I think when Walt called junior Jesse, I think that's the thing that's going to pull them back into this. Hmm. Hmm. So I, I didn't have anything else to say about this episode. Well, the lyric there is, uh, Melissa Mayers mentioned that the lyrics in the final song of the episode, um, include someday they'll punish my deeds and they'll find all the crimes. Hmm. And, um, Evan, Evan S on Facebook did some research on the Lily of the Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, that, they say that in different cultures, it's a symbol of humility and religious painting. The Lily of the Valley is considered a sign of Christ's second coming. The power of men to envision a better world also attributed to the uh, Lily of the Valley. And Whoa. Melissa Mayers makes that connection, too. She said that, um, you know, that Vince Gilligan in this uh, preview or an interview he did before last season said that he feels some sort of need for biblical atonement or justice that he likes to believe there's some comeuppance that karma kicks in at some point, even if it takes years or decades to happen. Sure. So we saw that she, in the therapy. So, so basically, this isn't an ending; it's a second coming, and hmm. judgment is out there waiting for Walt. So I could buy that. That's so. It's not, it's not an ending. It's not a new beginning. It's it's the you know as we saw in Crawl Space, it's the death of Walter White mm-hmm. and the definitive birth of Heisenberg, and anything can happen in the next two seasons. Hmm. I'm ready for it, man. I want to see this. I hope they they film it early. So when we have no idea when that's going to come out. I mean, to nah, probably in a year from now. Yeah, that's what I assume. Okay, um, I will say that we are not going to do feedback tonight. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We got to do the final thoughts. We got to play the name game, my friend. Okay, all right. Uh, were I'm there game. any? Were there any? I don't know, maybe faces coming off in or, this episode. Or faces that are offing each other. Um, uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, face-off, uh, you had uh, Nick Cage. and Oh, wait, no, that's wrong movie. You had uh, 
uh, Tio and Gus, most obvious one. Yeah. You also had Salamanca. Uh, you also had uh, Tio and Hank. Salamanca. <laughs> I like that name. <laughs> it's just fun to say. I guess. Uh, I think it means salamander hands. <laughs> salamander <laughs> lips, maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, he who acts with no words. Um, and you also had the literal face being blown off. Yes, you did. Oof. Did not think that Villigan was going to go there. No. And also the, the very uh, spaghetti western vibe felt uh, yeah. like a face-off. Showdown, yeah. yeah. So that's that's it for this episode. Go ahead and promote whatever you were about to promote well, with we're, our schedule. we're not going to do feedback tonight because we don't have time, and yeah. we didn't have the schedule to permit us to, to analyze it all. We had so much of it. a ton of it, yeah. Like 100 since last week. Like 100? Like 100, totally. <laughs> Gag with 100 us, feedbacks? That's yeah, a lot of feedbacks. feedbacks. Um, and so what we're going to do is we're going to do a whole other episode later this week, probably Wednesday. It'll come out Wednesday So you guys night. are getting three casts this week. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, and we wish we could do it all tonight, but we just don't have the time. So we're going to punt it. So you got two extra days to get us feedback. We're going to have a whole uh, show devoted to it. So if you want to hear each other talk about it, then listen to it. If not, eh, we'll see you the next week because next week on Tuesday, I think, mm-hmm. our Walking Dead cast is going to come out, the premiere. Yeah. And We'll have to talk about that schedule because um, – we're not sure about that yet. But so. it's definitely coming out next Tuesday, the Walking Dead one. And Possibly. we're going to have a wrap-up, of Breaking Bad wrap-up, put it in a mothball hiatus mode mm-hmm. uh, to tide us over till next till next year. Now, I do want to say don't unsubscribe to our feed um, yes. after the wrap-up episode because there may be times um, throughout the off-season that we'll be covering news stories, um, any, like, speculation or spoilers for the upcoming season, stuff like that. I think we're also going to catch up, too. Uh, we are going to try like to if do we have, back episodes. Because I think that after, like, December-ish, we're going to have nothing to cast until Mad Men and, Ga- and, and Game of Thrones comes In back March, on. March, yeah. So we got two solid months that we are going to uh, probably catch up Walking Dead, mm-hmm. uh, maybe do the first season of Breaking Bad. And, you know, that's how we're going to keep ourselves busy on the off season. Yeah, definitely. So don't unsubscribe to the feed because there's more content coming after the season. Uh, but be ready because when we start the new Walking Dead cast, uh, we'll need your help starting the fan site up on Facebook again. Yeah, we'll the need, iTunes review push. We'll need the iTunes review uh, review push to get the name out there because there's a lot of, you know, there's five or six Walking Dead casts that are already well established. And we don't want to take their traffic away, but we want to add our voices to theirs. Definitely, yeah. So... So that's all I've got for this week. If you want to send us more, even more, email yeah. uh, breakinggood at baldmove.com. Stop by facebook.com slash breakinggood and tweet at Jim, twitter.com at breakgood. Yes. And until next time, uh, I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. <laughs>